This is a HeadGum Podcast. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irving Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. You know, we're 46 episodes in and a lot of people have asked me about the origin story of GCF. How did it all come to be? And I tell them it went a little something <laughs> like this. So Caroline and Kevin, they teamed up to start a podcast show about the Christian culture that they grew up in and used to know, like Christian rock and purity, internalized misogyny, and it's called Good Christian Fun, not just for Christians, but everyone. We'll cut through all the fake Christian baloney. Talk to funny people and their guestimonies. We are cool and good and smart. <laughs> um, just kidding, but we like to fart. Such a dazzling cast of mini potters. Is that good wordplay? Cast of mini potters. We'll talk Carmen and Newsboys and Hoovy and Bible Man and Supertones and Left Behind and Point of Grace and Amy Grant and Salty Plus One Jump Five, Prince of Egypt, Keith Green, Jars of Clay and DC Talk and Phillips and Craig and Dean and Veggie Tales and Fireproof and Lion K. McGee and me and Davy and Goliath and Five Iron Frenzy and God's Not Dead and Donut Man and Smitty and Switchfoot. And today we watch Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat, specifically the direct-to-video movie from 1999, and we're going to talk about it today on Good Christian Fun. Oh, I stepped on Howard D. What's that? What do you mean? Wait, what are you talking about? There's... Oh, you're referring to the... <laughs> the... So dumb. Sorry, the original uh, version's by Sonic Flood, but then they did a collab with the original version of Phillips, Craig, and Dean, mm-hmm. the original lineup. Right, the first guys. Mm-hmm. And that's what it came out as. <laughs> Welcome to Good Christian Fun. I'm Kevin. And I'm Caroline, and we're here to have some good... Christian fun. fun. It's Kevin, you, you I, like this is not it. a complaint, but you've been doing a lot of song intros lately, and I like it. <laughs> so They're you've good. been doing a lot of song intros lately. <laughs> They're a blast. I want I, more. I feel like I'm trapped now <laughs> in this format. Yeah, you can't go back to a flat. It'd be hard not to. Voice. Yeah. Uh, well, Caroline, what is good Christian fun? Um, good Christian fun is where we talk about Christian pop culture, the things that Christians make to enjoy and entertain themselves. The thing that Christian make. And sometimes for others, usually just for themselves. Um, we are Christians, but we're not here to uh, proselytize, to make you become a Christian or go to church or anything. <laughs> uh, but we're not here to bash either and say, you're a big stupid idiot. Um, did I cover it, Kev? Yeah. Great. Yeah, listen, it's not a switcheroni, switcheroo. Yeah. 
we we will uh, we will literally agree with anything our guests say. Any Just belief system, anything they say. Yeah. Oh, totally. I believe that. Sounds too. great. I've always believed. So that. true. I think God's a pizza. I've been saying that from the beginning. <laughs> the thing is, people will try to tell you God's <laughs> not a pizza, and you need to stop. God's pepperoni. He's surely a pie. <laughs> Internalized massage of pie. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. And they say women aren't funny. <laughs> God damn it. I want to die. Caroline, how's your heart? Bury me under Amy Poehler. Uh, Bury me under Amy Grant. Yeah, seriously. Mm. Uh, my heart is good. Uh, it's a sad time in the Ely household. We, we're in a kissing ban right now, and not in a sexy way. It's because Nate has a hand, foot, and mouth disease. The is- age? <laughs> so you can't kiss any of those. Right, yeah. Which Usually I start with the feet. Mm-hmm. because I submit um, but it, it, you get like spots it's not bad it's just like you get a sore throat and you get these spots all over your hands and your, your mouth and it's oh. yeah it's like and mostly little kids get it from so, what? I don't know they're nasty little grubby hands or whatever so what does that make you think about Nate? I'm concerned he's hanging out with more kids with than he's kids? letting on <laughs> <laughs> well he did just recently stop playing video games <laughs> <laughs> Who do you oh, think no. was an influence getting... in getting into it? So. Yeah. Wow. So that's been a little rough for us because, you know, we have a very sexual, uh, deeply erotic, heavy kissing. Usually when the guests come Zone. over, I have to give a five minute warning. <laughs> you have to pry us mm-hmm, apart because mm-hmm. we'll keep going. Yeah. That's why I come down to get the guests <laughs> so you guys can <laughs> tidy up, put the furniture up. back where it was, <laughs> repaint the walls. Spray Febreze all over this joint. Scrape the ceiling. Mm. Shout out to Julia Prescott's tweet I quoted last week. Um, how is your heart? Uh, well, you know what? I'm not in danger of giving anyone a disease. Because I'm healthy. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah, that's right. I saw my therapist for the first time today in months. How is Months? Like how many months? Like three, three or four. That's a lot. Because yeah. you've been going... To him for five years? Every week, right? Or every other week? Yeah, I mean, unless I'm sick or he can't make it. Or okay. One of my most committed relationships. So you're in a bit life. of a dry spell, too. Oh, like literally my therapist is ghosting me? Yeah, that's what happened. <laughs> no, you you said that you thought he was ghosting no, here's you, but what you didn't follow up. I, yeah, I yeah. was the ghoster. Yeah. I was uh, I was the Tom, I was the Ethan Hunt. Did you just and- mute him or? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the gentleman's unfollow. Quietly unfollow him? I just realized like, I quoted two tweets in a row, and I'm going to go... <laughs> two of your own tweets. Walk into the ocean now. Yeah. Um, but which, which is went worse well? than plagiarism. Did you, did you have a good time? <laughs> how do you ask someone how their therapy session went? Well, I wanted him to be more excited to see me. Oh, yeah. And he was... And he's a very warm man, but I just want, like, I love you, son. Is that too much? <laughs> that is... I don't think so. He, he, he extends his open arms and says... Give Papa a big old Get bear in hug. Here. <laughs> Get in. You think I'd miss this party? But he didn't. He just said, Oh, there he is. Did the he man even the legend? Did he even mention like, oh, it's yeah, been a while. Oh yeah, he's not a weirdo. Okay. I'm just saying I have an unrealistic expectation. You wanted for a little him. bit more of a yeah, yeah a little nostalgia. Me, father. Yeah, I miss you. <laughs> all your sons, all your daughters. Well, way to go, getting back in there. Trying to get back in there. That's good. Well, one thing Caroline didn't mention in the intro for what is good Christian fun is oftentimes we cover not only pop culture made by Christians for Christians, but also pop culture that intersects 
with Christianity mm-hmm. and spirituality and the things of God and biblical things, and yes. biblical stories, such as your Prince of Egypt's um, and some upcoming episodes. First and Reformed. First Reformed. We talked about that a JCSS. little bit. JCSS. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. And uh, this would be another case of it in Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. Our second Andrew Lloyd Webber number. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. First one, we did uh, Jesus Christ Superstar in second service. You can check out that episode on our Patreon. Uh, Patreon.com slash GoodChristianFun. But for this topic, we needed help from a very special friend. So let's introduce our special guest right now, an old, dear podcasting friend of mine, one of the Hall of Famers in my book. Ladies and gentlemen, you may know him as the grocery store clerk with half an eyelid from Crazy (laughs) Ex-Girlfriend. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up once again for Ben Seaman! Wow. Amazing. Thanks for having me, guys. Were you oh, anxious good. while we were talking for 10 minutes before? Oh, that's very normal. <laughs> You're used to the sort of Especially relationship. With I think a it's Kevin a good time podcast. to do some meditation. <laughs> Say, why did I agree Check to out. do this? Yeah. I wanted to ask so many questions, though, but now they all slipped away. I can't well, remember what, what I was going to ask you. What's about. a cue? Something well, let's just redo the 10 yeah, minutes, okay. and this time you can talk with so us. So, wait, so why, why were you responsible for not. So, you stopped seeing your therapist, and you just stopped communicating for a while. So, I. We we had a weekly meeting. Great. That, then I said, let's do once a month because I feel healthy enough and good enough that that we could do that. That's and awesome. then I missed one of the appointments. And then Uh-oh. we tried to reschedule. It didn't work out. We were corresponding. And then he said, what about these dates? And that's the email I didn't respond to. Oh, no. It's him saying, what about these dates? And that was, I think that was back in like March or April. Do you feel like he was disappointed or upset? No. Okay, good. No, he's extraordinarily... He's a nice dad. <laughs> he's, a, he's a good, good father. It's who he is. And um, then I briefly thought for a second when you were saying, like, how did this podcast happen? That it was going to be a clip of me saying <laughs> that this was a good Christian podcast. Ben... On Gilmore Guys, I'm which so, I would say yeah, that's all right. the time. Listen, okay. I got really excited and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm responsible for this podcast. Well, Ben, we, we should, should start with we you, should give usually. you 10% royalties because whoa, 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 four, wait, <laughs> we'll give you 2.2% royalties <laughs> because I want to say Benjamin, writer, actor, comedian, also a prophet, four years ago, almost four years ago, this year, it's 2018, back in 2014. One of the first episodes of the first podcast I ever did, Ben said the following. Whoa, whoa. Hey guys, thanks so much for having me at this uh, Christian podcast with Gilmore Girl. <laughs> yeah. I'm so excited. You are loved. Praise the Lord. Wow. Where, where, where do you stand with the Lord, Ben? Uh, <laughs> let's get into it. Five minutes in. Let's, let's dig in. Home style. <laughs> I don't feel comfortable answering that question. Oh no, you don't have to. But just uh, just come talk to me after the show. Okay, sure, yeah. great. That's, is this you. like uh, I have some literature for Monkey you. Butler? Like <laughs> Monkey Butler? Hard out. <laughs> Fun. <laughs> you sound younger in that. You do you sound younger? Like when you listen to Fresh Air with Terry Gross and she plays old episodes, uh, like. Yeah. Her voice sounds younger like, in the old it's interviews. Me, it's fresh air. I'm Terry. Wow, that really was prophetic. Governor, where's Did my it come for you? <laughs> Terry Gross as a baby interviewing people. But yeah, we, we recorded that episode. That's a long time ago. Long time ago. Also in a church office, which is why... I think you said that. It was a joke because I think in the intro I said, praise the Lord, because it's one yes. of the first things you noticed when you came in. We, we recorded uh, the old podcast I did 
at the Reality LA church offices. I'll dox them right now. Because they were so nice. They let us record there for free for years. Yeah, that was They nice. were super nice. That was so kind of them. We were just doing nonsense for years. And, you were and just they let us do profiting, that. rolling in the dough. Sure. Yeah, used their building for free. <laughs> I, I tell you, it was fine. Um, but yeah, so you, pro- you willed this podcast into existence because then I think it did become like a running joke. It was. On that show oh. that every time you came on, like, thanks for having me back on like, the podcast. This is a good Christian podcast. When I still, I still see people say like, oh, I'd perk up whenever Kevin mentioned, you know, Christian stuff on Gilmore Guys. I got so excited about it. So oh. I really well, planted the seed. Well, a lot of, those listeners well, transitioned over here. That's great. <laughs> well, there were like a lot of, uh, what do you call those bombs where you plant them and then they go off later? Mm. Uh, mines? Mm, sure. Well, what is it on Goldeneye? You know, when you would use the oh, I don't know. I was just thinking, what about? Just oh, you're thinking of the seeds, video game like... weapon instead oh, okay. of the real life okay. weapon <laughs> that <laughs> I put planning. out there that makes more sense. <laughs> planting okay. little seeds and what? they grew like. Yeah, there was an Adventures in Aussie reference here, a DC Talk reference oh. there. So this is all part of a long game. You're well, all for just me. Pawns. Wow. It came to me in a dream. Really? No. Oh, no, that would have been amazing. That would have been yeah, cool. Yeah, the dream, dream was me it? saying, hey, Caroline, do this with me. No, the dream was uh, I, one Rice Krispie bowed to the Rice Krispie, the female Rice Krispie, <laughs> at the end of five years. What the hell? <laughs> She's talking about just trying to do a Joseph thing, but it's pretty weird. <laughs> it's pretty weird. I'm looking at Rice Krispies. That's the only object I could think of. Have you ever had a dream about like a project or doing something and then you actually did it? Like, like a vision? Oh, that's a good question question i've never experienced any sort of uh spiritual revelation through dreams i have i've always just experienced um shut up i've always <laughs> just experienced <laughs> what was your what was your revelation no no, no. finish your finish no your thought. I, I don't have a th- i mean it's just boring i didn't so what was yours <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> uh let's see mine mine weren't always super related to what was going on in my life but i had dreams where there was one where uh <laughs> Actually, now looking back, though, it might have just been I needed to drink more water. But in the dream, I was super thirsty and I kept going around to people and they would like give me water and it like didn't quench the thirst or whatever. Yeah. And God was like, you're a thirsty bitch. Like, thank you, God. Uh." (laughs) Um, But then I woke up and I also actually really legit had a dry mouth. So maybe it was just that. But what spiritual truth did that get at? Well, oh, oh, this is what happened. So I had that dream. And then later that morning in my like Bible reading time, I was reading about, uh, you know, there, there are people who thirst who will not be thirsty anymore or something. It was something about like that. So it made a huge impact on me. (laughs) (laughs) It changed your life forever. It sounds like. But it was cool. Wow. Yeah. Have you? Not a spiritual thing. I was thinking more like, like, did you have a dream? Like, oh, I should do this thing. Like, I've had, uh, I've made up clothes in my dream that are really cool. Oh, like you design clothes and then you Yeah, but I haven't made them or anything. Yeah, my only thing that I think of is a terrible example. And it was not, I mean, not inappropriate, but like I was in a college, like improv Uh and then a college sketch group. Not not monkey (laughs) butler. Won't be tricked by monkey butler. Monkey butler, for those who may not know, is a Christian improv team. I don't know if they're defunct or not, but they used to be around L.A., they started a mosaic church, I think. And that was what you were referencing. In yes, clip. because they would say free improv class. And so people would go and then oh, they'd be like, no. did you have fun? Now it's time to be Christian. <laughs> Straight up like the Scientology tactic too. Like come for free I acting lessons or whatever. But what was your dream of Oh, oh yeah. this oh. is a, such a boring story. I was in a sketch team at college and I had a dream about a sketch, like a full on sketch. Wow. Like I was seeing... 
like us perform the sketch and then it was and then I wrote it because I was like, oh, this must mean like I should do this. But it was terrible. The sketch was about it. I would never write this on my own accord. The sketch was about a company called Inbreed Indeed, which helps people that want to marry their cousins. And the sketch was like a commercial. Like, do you want to marry your cousins, but you're concerned about incest? Like, and it was like this company. I think the only thing it did was like. It's killing in the room. I'll say that. Because it's. So like bad. it made you oh, no. for it made you forget you were cousins so that you could <laughs> so it's a roofie marry without oh. conscience problems. Wow. And we did your team do it? Oh, they, we like, performed went along it, with it and it bombed. Like it was terrible. Like you could tell it was something that didn't come from a, like a normal place. I'm so sorry that happened because that would have been amazing if it like shot you to success. Oh man, it came to you in a if dream. it rocked, or it might have messed up your compass for creativity from from in the rest of your life because you'd wait for a dream every time. Before I, you I can't anything. think of yeah, I can't think of anything else I've ever dreamt about and been like, oh my gosh, I should do that. <laughs> Have you ever had a joke in your dream, Kevin? That later you're like, that was pretty funny. I'm gonna tell it to someone. No, I did. Uh, no, I haven't. The That's- thing I was thinking of is I had a joke from a movie appear in my dream, completely out of context. Oh, funny. <laughs> yeah, it was very weird. <laughs> it was it was uh, Mrs. White in Clue oh, yeah, saying. Yeah. Get off me. <laughs> anyway, I won't get into oh, the context geez. of the dream. Do you dream about Paddington very often? <laughs> oh, you uh, love Paddington. Oh, no. Because you think about him and, you know, you think sometimes it would infuse, but it right. doesn't. That's no. too bad. Well, no. Well, I, I watch one scene... Every night before I go to sleep. Is that mm-hmm. true? Yeah. Aww. But I, I so is I think that... Is it a particularly sweet scene that... Yeah. Oh, I or don't watch like, one. Of the or is it like, oh night. no, he's going down the stairs in a bathtub? Yeah. Oh, do you watch a different scene every night, or is it? There's a few that are inactive. Oh, or is okay. it just okay. Nicole Kidman being all cold? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, no, I do P two oh, more yeah. so. Okay, than P1. great. I'm is P two seen... better than P one? I think so. Okay. P one's great though. Yeah. P one's a gym. Everyone's like, do I have to watch the first one to get this? I'm like, you. Get it's to a watch bear. The first it's a talking one. bear, and he yeah. lives with a family. Yeah. What do you need to know? Yes, yeah. calm down. In that spirit, should we steer the? <laughs> yeah, should we steer the arc? To it? <laughs> should we steer the arc? Should we That's steer right. the arc yeah. towards the? Let's do one of those. Well, emerging land from <laughs> the floods. <laughs> Spot on. Mm-hmm. What's your guestimony? What's your like experience with faith? I'm a little like you'll just have to forgive me when I do not like I'm not informed about stuff because I'm. Oh no, that's fine. Like I might be throwing around some slang and it's. I'm not also right. very dumb. Like don't worry about it. yeah. Mm-hmm. Not very good. But let's it. see. My mom was raised <laughs> Catholic, so she went to Catholic school, and I mm-hmm. want to say that my dad was raised Christian because he didn't go to, to a Catholic, Catholic. church. Okay. And so I was raised Christian, and like we Protestant would, Christian, yeah, or versus I, Catholic, Protestant, Christian. Protestant Christian, yes. And so I went to like Sunday school. Um, we we didn't go to church like military like every single week, no matter what, but pretty pretty much every week. And then so in middle school, I would go to like kids' church. And then in high school for a little while, I went to Hot Church, which was like the cool church. I want church. some Hot Church, baby. I would love instead, yeah, instead of youth group, they call it Hot Church. Welcome to Hot Church. <laughs> Usually it is literally hotter in the room. So oh, ladies honest. night at Hot Church. <laughs> ladies get baptized for free. And that was in my, that was in my high school like it was on sunday and it would be at my high school and it oh, was called hot church which interesting is weird. Yeah. And it was but it was an offshoot of the church that you went with your family or was it like 
hosted by something else. I think I had like a friend that was like a, this girl named Liza that was a good Christian woman. And she was like, <laughs> you should come to Hot Church. And I, I don't think she was trying to recruit me. I think I already was going to this other church that my dad liked for a long time. Okay. Where was this geographically? In Arizona. In okay. Arizona. Ah, I was born in Arizona. Oh, really? In Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Um, I was in Phoenix, too. Like, really? Like Tempe, like... Do yeah. you know what Ahwatukee is? Have you ever heard Never of Never heard of Ahwatukee. Okay, well. my family's in like Scottsdale and Phoenix. All right, okay. Mm-hmm. Let's see. I'm trying to think about everything. Oh, we used to go to like a pretty, it was a pretty like standard, like, um, well, not standard, but like we went to a big Christian church for a long time when we lived in um, Ahwatukee, which is kind of like um, near Tempe. Like, okay. like it's just this little it's like a middle middle income is that a uh, phrase? middle, middle like class a middle town class normie church okay. and uh, we had like a pastor that we love very much and I can't even remember his name and my dad would probably be mad but like we looked forward to his sermons because they were really good oh and, was like, he like, like charismatic yeah he was charismatic jazzy. and then they would always have a sketch you know and I as an artist I always loved the sketches like, yeah. oh, yes. like the, the pieces like I always responded and looked forward to those what were those like because I know some churches and we We've talked to, I think one of our guests recently was talking about how they would just straight up do SNL sketches, but change the pronouns to be about God or something. That sounds like a sister act kind of thing where they like, we got to get through to the kids. (laughs) So was it like comedy sketches or were they like illustrative Sometimes they were funny, but they always like more illustrative scenes. There was always a lesson. Like they, (laughs) I want to see these sketches where they just (laughs) replace God. And We're so, too wild and crazy Christians. Instead of Gilly, it's like Gilead. Gilead. Alex oh, Trebek is mad at. Welcome back to Christian Jeopardy. Jeopardy. <laughs> Christian Jeopardy. <laughs> um, they usually would have lessons, but sometimes there'd be a little laugh, you know, a little sugar to go with sure. the, the lesson. <laughs> That's what uh, we try to do here, too. That would be fun. I think and um, like I think that. I really like those just because I wanted to be like an actor or a writer or whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, I was going to ask, too, because uh, you've done so much puppet work in your career. You wrote a musical about puppets. Oh, the like lots of churches use puppets. Right. Yes. So yeah. did, were you exposed to that? Um, I think I saw puppets in, what is it usually called? Summer Bible camp oh, or vacation summer vacation Bible school. Bible school. Uh-huh. Like, I think, like there was at least one vacation Bible school where they did have like the ministry puppets. And I remember being like, so, (laughs) so like excited about it and being like, I could do this. Like I could, you know, be the entertainer, be the entertainer and Uh then still like, you know, do something for the church that I had like not so much interest in. (laughs) Uh, but I never did, but I, I, yeah, the puppet show that I do now, like, like, uh, they use similar like ministry people use the same puppets because there's not that many kinds of puppets that you can buy easily <laughs> so many puppet so, purveyors in the world and that's very, a representation issue too yeah is, and you can buy like regular versions of them or you can buy Christian versions of them where they have like fun no genitals shirts. No, <laughs> none of them have genitals <laughs> You want the secular puppets with the They got the a little dicks? ball sack dangling oh. right down by your elbow. And oh. they all have such flappy mouths, like the Christian <laughs> puppets. Like, they puppets just have do? real big... Wait, what's yeah, actually the difference? Pac-Man you said the style. shirts are different? Yeah, they, they, like, I, I'll have to show you one later, I'm sure. Like, they're just like little fun, like, if cool, you know, kids like were cool, kids. little, like, yeah. Christian cool shirts. Like, yeah. God's my best friend or something like <laughs> that. Oh, man. Support craftsman puppet makers, guys. Um, and then, and then we went to like a different church because we moved, or I think that pastor left 
And then he was replaced, and everyone was kind of like, we don't like this new guy. Mm-hmm. He's not charismatic. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's more, like, really rigid. It was kind of like, for some reason, I'm <laughs> thinking of this movie that I don't even think I've watched in 20 years or whatever, but there's that toys movie where Robin Williams is in charge of the toy factory. Yes. Then his brother takes over and he's like a military guy and he's really serious. Yeah. It's not a good movie. You don't need to watch it. It sounds something I'd like. It's visually okay. stunning. It's a movie it's that, should, beautiful. that should be playing on mute in a bar, like in a barcade. Oh. And you look over every now and again, it's like, oh, that's pretty. And then what was the name of the church that we went to? And then we went to one of those churches that this is probably like a normal Arizona thing because it's just so big and sprawling, but just one of those ones where it was like, not a warehouse or something, but it was like a mega church. Um, it was like a building that like could be something other than a church, but they turned it into a church. Right, right. So probably it was like, like an industrial, like an industrial building that park. Yeah. It was like empty. An yeah, industrial okay. park, the <laughs> church. And then I think I really like I was never into church that much. And did I did you think, feel like you had intense like moments with your faith, or you tried, or just like was kind of off the radar, that kind of thing. I guess I just never connected to it, and I wish that I had because, I mean, it brings so many people peace and happiness and guidance, but I I always felt a little disconnected, and I think especially once I started to know that I was gay, then I had a lot of problems with it. Yeah, yeah. And and then Do you remember learning about that often at church, or was it just kind of like known? I think I was like at least lucky in the sense that I don't think any of the churches I went to really railed against that Mm -hmm. stuff and like made a big point about it. like. And there wasn't, I don't think there were any, like, sermons that were specifically only about, like, not being gay or mm-hmm. something like that. Mm-hmm. So, I don't think I ever had, like, one of those days where I was like, Ooh. Oh, no. <laughs> like, oh, no. Oh, no. This is about me. Your puppet goes, yikes. <laughs> we got to get out of here. <laughs> but, like, a lot of questions arise when that kind of stuff is going on. And I was just, like, I told Kevin, I was just thinking so much about religion and, like, I don't know, because there's so many positive things about it, and you've got so many episodes, and you guys are good Christians, and you talk about this stuff all the time, but like, it's just so interesting how religion can be used for so many good things, and then so many bad things at the same time, and Truly. just like, people weaponize it for good and for bad, and you just wish that it was something where it could only be good, you know? Like, mm-hmm. just think about like the Good Samaritan story, and then passages about loving your neighbor and being kind to one another and then all this immigrant stuff that's going on and like when Jeff Sessions was quoting the Bible and saying like following the law is good for the Bible like yeah like so arbitrary to apply it to that it was really weird it's really weird and I was glad that his church was like no (laughs) they did like a they did a whole church discipline thing where essentially his membership was revoked or something like that which they don't do very often and it doesn't like change his office or anything but it was like a really strong t- stance that they took that and I was then impressed they spanked by. him on the altar <laughs> <laughs> i was really glad they did that just because it was it was so upsetting yeah, i mean you could oh, it was really upsetting just yeah. a really messed up way to interpret the the bible because you could be like well what if the united states passed a law that said you could you know punch babies and then right. you could like, be like, well, well the, that? the Bible yeah. wants us to follow the law, so we got to punch these babies. It's an <laughs> argument so easily deconstructed, because literally, I mean, slavery used to be in the law and all these things, that it just was so weird that you would even do that and make that call. So There is a weird, uh, and I think we both grew up. Weird is a, is a softer term. Evil is actually the sure. word that, that should well, be used. Well, I was going to say, uh, for those of us, was your family conservative or were they... My mom is pretty liberal. My dad's a little bit conservative. He used to be more conservative 
And he, <laughs> once George W. Bush was president, mm-hmm. then he became liberal, and now he's very liberal. <gasps> wow. Oh, usually you're the other way around. Yeah, like, interesting. No. He never went back after George W. Bush. Now he hates Donald Trump. Wow. <laughs> hey, once you go Bush, you're smoking that Kush. But what I was gonna say is that those of us that grew up in conservative, sort of evangelical cultures, I don't think there's a really good uh, theology of civil disobedience at all. Even though it's like literally Christ died on the cross because he kind of disobeyed the law sure. and the rule of the land. But when it comes to this stuff, it's like, well, no, Kim Davis is a hero for disobeying the law. Right. But then like, oh, the protester lady on the Statue of Liberty. Oh, what a thug. Or like, yeah, like, or it, like it's very yeah. selective. Or like and, abortion is one where it's like, yeah, we need to really like get a Supreme Court justice and use the law and overchange the, that's one that yeah that civil disobedience is allowed mm. it's really hard abortion is one that I mean obviously I don't want to talk about that but no, it's like into it it. <laughs> what's your stance no I'm kidding no, I, have a, it, I have a silly song prepared about it if you want to <laughs> segue me into it but I mean it, who knows you. how many times it's even come up on this podcast before but like that that you know it is hard like but I do think of like yes like you brought up abortion or, or you brought up uh, you know the idea of like if you have a cake store, I, I shouldn't have to yeah. make you a cake. But if you're Sarah Huckabee Sanders, uh, you have to give her a cheese board no matter what <laughs> at a restaurant. Like, Is that what she ordered? <laughs> she had nice taste. <laughs> well, they ordered other dishes, but they were eating the cheese boards. And so then she... I did not know that detail. <laughs> That's yes. really great. So they had their cheese boards and they cut off the entrees. They were like, She's no like, finish entrees. your cheese board. You can have the cheese boards for this free. This brie is from the south of France. It goes really great with the honey and also get your, get your pants out. Here. Cheese board is so, it's such a funny specific. <laughs> it is funny. <laughs> I mean, it's just hard with, you know, everything so open to religion. It's just so hard. You wish it could be something consistent so you could yeah. at least be like this. But because there's obviously there's some churches that are very welcoming to, to gay people. And I know a couple of people that go to churches that really like them and yeah. they feel really welcome. And there's just like, it's just very strange to me, which is hard for to. I don't know how I would feel different about religion or if I'd be more open to it, but to take some small passages from the Bible and make those very important while completely ignoring other ones that don't suit your beliefs, you know, like Mm -hmm. I, I, you guys know all the weird arguments, but yeah, there's weird things in the Bible that are like, you can't do this or it's totally fine to have tons of wives, like all those things. And it's just, there's a lot of things in the Bible that should cause you discomfort. Even if you've like gotten, (laughs) if you read it several times, women shouldn't be elders or teachers in a church, but that hair braiding thing. Yeah. That was pretty messed up. We'll give you a a slave, but be nice to him. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, honestly, like, well, and, and to me, what were you going to say? I was going to say that it, this isn't the most brilliant take or whatever, but religion is power. And so whenever you have a tool that causes a lot of power and has a lot of sway, that's where you get this really weird evil and good divide, you know, like social media. Well, I was going to say <laughs> that my uh, poor analogy is that the religion has become almost like the Internet. Where the Internet, you can see a lot of evidence and traces of good and being able to like i don't know connect with people in your families or help donate pe- to a charity people, via people yeah, yeah and find out good story well, and like be informed also it is a breeding ground for nazis <laughs> 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 and <laughs> terrorism and yeah. a lot and, of people are weaponizing it for racism right now sure. like yeah. and it's just very scary yeah but we got a cool pope that's pretty pretty cool that pope for is the great. for the Catholic Church. Yeah. It's pretty, Best pope since Jude I need Law. to watch that. Uh, <laughs> I need to watch that documentary about him. The young pope. 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love that, that documentary. documentary. <laughs> it was a good documentary. I, I mean, I think, I don't know. I, I definitely, like, as far as I, I would say, am I more, is it agnostic thinking, like, are you kind of, like, maybe open to the idea that something exists? Yeah. yeah. Atheism atheist would be, like, like no. I'm sure that there's Atheism is, yeah, no divine power. Agnostic is, like, maybe there's something looking out for us or looking, this is a very bad definition but yeah but essentially like i'm not ruling out god or something divine entirely but i'm not also saying like he's christian or he's muslim or whatever he's christian i'm, I'm definitely <laughs> to say god's a christian <laughs> i'm definitely like a nervous flyer christian where like anytime i'm in a plane then i suddenly find it's the lord again like, yeah, like prayer has i'll power. definitely pray in a plane pretty much every time really I fly and then i'll pray other times every once in a while like and not only in an emergency i guess just every once so i'm definitely like open to the idea but i just think especially now like like the bake the the bakery kind of stuff is very scary for me because like i think people like mike pence and stuff they they really don't like gay people and so it's very scary you you want to respect people's religion but I get scared about like what if I get hit by a car and I need to go to the hospital and the doctor is like I don't believe yeah, gay people I'm Christian so I'm not going to help this person that's mm-hmm. dying. Mm-hmm. The Walgreens story that just kind of blew up a couple of weeks ago and it wasn't that big but like What was that story? A woman had um, a miscarriage and she was she was destroyed about it and she was prescribed a drug to help like clear out the miscarriage oh. and so she had wanted the baby very much but she went to Walgreens and they wouldn't fill her prescription because he was like I yeah. because of my Christian beliefs I can't I fill this like for a, you and, and she needed it it was like it was like she needed it or else she would bad things would happen oh my gosh so it's just very scary yeah yeah but I mean Ugh. I think there's lots of good Christians and then there's some that aren't that good that there are lots of wonderful Christians who are helping the world and serving those in need and they're good and that should be acknowledged. And I think, like, sometimes we fail to do that, actually, pretty often. <laughs> what, I think that you're there's right. wonderful Christians? Yeah. I yeah. think the internet analogy is pretty good. Like, I think that probably, for the most part, most Christians are good people. But then there's parts where they decide to use it as an excuse to be xenophobic or racist or, mm-hmm. you know, just the people that quote the good Christians that are totally okay with kids being taken away from their parents is just like how can you be a christian and say they're not our kids their family is their little brown kids from across the border like i don't care like that family unity doesn't matter as much i mean i know sometimes we fail to acknowledge it or whatever on this show i don't feel like there's like oh gosh man christians don't have a platform you know what i mean yeah like, no one's looking I, to us i know what you're saying like <laughs> i know it's easy to crawl up around butts on this show and be like we're right you know but yeah uh I, I, I whether an immigrant or a queer person is a person can't be like a difference of opinion yeah. like yeah, yeah that's really hard have you had any other gay people on the show mm-hmm. yeah 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 well good. so many gays are I you mean, disappointed you're cr- not the first <laughs> no <laughs> We should no, have saved not it at for all. You. I was just curious about other, the first. other people's. <laughs> no, I don't need to be the first at all. But I do think it's very hard, like as a gay person, to be like, you know, like I have a friend that's gay and he was raised Mormon and, and he has had to leave the church and it just tore him apart for years. It was just, it, it just made, I mean, he, I don't think he would have killed himself, but I think some people are driven to that because. It's just very difficult to be born away and be told, like, you're not allowed to be that way. Mm-hmm. So if you want to be a good Christian, 
you can never act on this impulse and never be with someone that you love. You know, like if I, if I tried to be a good Christian and if I was to marry a woman, I would be a very sad person. I mean, I really respect women, but that that person (laughs) wouldn't be happy. It would just be two people's lives ruined. And so it's just very hard to reconcile that that is the way that a religion thinks that gay people should be dealt with. I think I prefer the churches that decide to be like, let's just let everybody, well, everybody has their, their faults or their flaws and everyone deserves to be loved. You know, I don't know. What have other people? No, but that's such a no brainer. It's like, it's sad that we even have to discuss it too. Cause it's just like, yeah, you would let people be in love with who they want to. And, and, uh, we, we've brought this up before, but a quote that I read in a book one time that was really, cogent to this point was like the best litmus test for a religion to see if it's good or not is how it treats the people that are not part of it basically that, that aren't inside the faith so how do they reach across and take care of people that are outside of it without this agenda of like well I'm trying to make you Christian or whatever or I um, I won't I'll withhold any blessings until you come and join our family and then you could be a part of it so the better religions and the better Christians, the better Muslims, the better whoever, the people who are like, regardless of whatever, I'm going to take care of you and I'm going to care about the things you care about, basically. So, Yeah, I just think that my experience would be like, you know, when I was, I guess I would just think you you, you have a religion for, for A, for peace of mind is probably the most mm-hmm. comforting thought. It's just like, oh, like there's something else after this. But then also so many words about love and and so few words about hate and and distancing other people so how can some people turn it into some such a terrible thing you know it should just be something that makes people help one another yeah well unfortunately there's a lot of uh there's a lot of war and vengeance and crime and like civil crime basically in the bible too so if you believe in a cruel god you become a cruel person basically and if you want to incorporate that into your belief it happens yeah and it's it's very unfortunate because there's a lot of beautiful poetry in the bible and there is a lot of defense of just like humanity but there's also just gnarly bad stuff in there too <laughs> it's not cool it's hard yeah and it's weird it, i mean it's weird to have something where there can be so many different interpretations like yeah that, yeah like that preacher that was like i don't think there's a hell anymore and then mm-hmm. he lost all, of, all mm-hmm. of his followers. Lost everything. Oh, like, the, lost oh you're everything. talking about Rob Bell or I don't know. No, no, no. Um, they, I'm forgetting his the name. The Oral too. Roberts guy. Yes, yeah. that guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In Oklahoma. Yeah. So right now you would say there could be something. I'm yes. not. It took um, me naming it necessarily. Forty minutes. No, no, no. That's so okay. Like, oh, Forty. Uh, I'm definitely like <laughs> open to that. I think you know. I think part of it is just because I do want that peace of mind, and it's so scary to mm-hmm. be like, oh, there's nothing. But then. You know, I think that sometimes, yeah, I think that there's a lot of positive things about it. I definitely haven't closed it off altogether. I'm not sure about my mom and my sister. I, I don't I don't know. I haven't talked to them so much about it. Oh, my dad they, still goes to church. What they think about it? Oh, okay. My mom stopped going to church. My sister stopped going to church. Mm-hmm. None of us go to church except for my dad. He goes every Sunday. Mm-hmm. Oh, way to go, dad. Um, when I first came out, I think it was a little bit weird for him, but he was pretty good overall. It could have been really? way worse. Like That's it good. wasn't. I don't think he had too many you're going to go to hell and I'm going to miss you <laughs> conversations, oh, which could be really yeah, scary. Yeah, that's so sad. But anyway, so does hell exist? (laughs) (laughs) And what's it like? (laughs) Oh, great! Well, thanks for sharing your story. All right, I hope that was okay. That was great. (laughs) Wonderful. I love hearing your. I love it, and yeah, I love the perspective of a young Arizona resident, Ben Seaman, watching the puppets and saying, "I could do that. I'm gonna do that." Let's dive in. Yeah. 
Joseph and the amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. Now, we were talking for a few weeks about, like, what would you want to do on the I show? I know, and then everything I wanted to do was already taken. Which were what? It was Davy and Goliath. Davy and Goliath, and oh, yes. McGee and me, I remember watching, like, in, like, summer Bible camp sure. or whatever. <laughs> yeah. When you were saying, this is more ancillary Christian mm-hmm. entertainment. It's just using a Bible story. Right. And I was like, I, I realized that I used to listen to Sixpence None the Richer oh. a lot. Oh, yeah, uh, we haven't done them yet. And they used to be more of a Christian band, and then they became popular, and they were like, never mind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we were never Christian, no. They're still active. Yeah, they, they are. They are still mm-hmm. making music. But they were a Christian Lay-Nash. band, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah and Katy were. Perry was originally a good Christian she, singer. Gospel she praised singer. the Lord, and she liked it. <laughs> that Famously. <laughs> it's so... <laughs> That's a 180 to be like, well, I'm going to really... Because their first album was like a religious album, right? Yeah, like yeah. God and she then, was ah. like a teenager when it came out, too. And she was she was raised in the church. And then she... Yeah, it was like a, it was like a rock out, kind of she Avril Lavigne sounding Christian album. It's very she funny. definitely rebelled against it or yeah. changed oh, yeah, her yeah, image. Think, like. A lot of stuff happened between that <laughs> and later things. But anyways, back to Joseph and the amazing Technicolor Joseph, Dreamcoat. Joseph, yes. Sorry, guys. So did you... Have you seen this? Before? Do you have a lot of like familiarity with it? I think we were on a cart, like a family road trip somewhere. I don't remember when I was like growing up. And we had seen Phantom of the Opera. Ooh, yeah. And we had the soundtrack, the tape cassette to Phantom of the Opera. Mm-hmm. Um, I think just the highlights, not the whole the whole thing, because okay. that would be two tapes. <laughs> but I think it was the only tape that we had, and like we just ended up listening to it over and over again. And yeah. I started to get really angry because I didn't want to hear it anymore. <laughs> like, <laughs> and so we stopped somewhere where music was sold, and I was like, "Oh well, this is also by Andrew Lloyd Webber. I'll buy this, and then we can oh, listen to this instead." Loyal. <laughs> and so we listened to it. Having never seen the show, and we all enjoyed it, and then uh, and then we saw the play later, a couple like maybe a year later. Oh, cool! And what kind of production was this? Like a like a local? Or was um, I believe it was at Gamage Auditorium in Arizona, which okay. is at ASU. It was designed Shout by Frank Gamage. Lloyd uh, Wright. Oh, so it's probably a pretty cool auditorium. Looking. It's a pretty cool auditorium, and uh, I think it was pretty good. I don't think Donnie Osmond was in it because I probably would remember that. Uh, oh yeah, in Arizona. But, <laughs> I can't remember who was Joseph, but um, I've seen it a couple of times. I, I definitely love the the songs, and um, yeah, uh, they're not necessarily great songs because I think Andrew Lloyd Webber like wrote it in like either when he was very young, yeah, like in high school or college, and then he kind of like once he started to get traction, he was like, I'm gonna turn this. I'm gonna bring this we'll back up. Yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna add a, like two more songs, yeah, and then uh, we're gonna do this. Because if you listen to the lyrics, a lot of them are pretty like the first rhyme that you would think of. Yeah, like, yeah. Like the lyrics aren't very good. Zippity bond, doobity doo. I'm Joseph. How yeah, about you? It is a weird outlier in the rest of his plays. Uh, it's all pastiche songs, you know, like where they just borrow from the genre, basically. Well, it's certainly no fan of the opera sequel, whatever that was called. <laughs> Love was Never like, Dies. Love Never Dies? Wait, he made a sequel to Fan of the Opera? Yeah, girl. Oh, yeah. They all go to Coney Island for some Shh. reason. No, that's not I real. haven't seen it and I won't see it. Yeah, it. I, I think it <laughs> it's like... It's called Love Never Dies. It opened in London and then... Career. I don't think it ever went to Broadway. I think it just went know. straight to touring. Like, I think... I don't know. Andrew Lee Weber is weird. I, I, when I went to London, like in high school, we saw a play that also had like a Christian element to it. Oh, really? Called um, Whistle Down the Wind. And the whole plot of that is like some kind of criminal in some small town, like 
does something bad, like he's getting away from a robbery or something. He breaks into a barn and he uh-huh. passes out. And a bunch of kids find him and they wake him up and they're like, "Who are you?" And he's scared and he's surprised. So he says, "Jesus Christ!" And then they think he's Jesus. <laughs> I've heard of this. Wow. And uh, yeah. and then they think he's Jesus, and so they what a premise. They treat him like Jesus. <laughs> and I don't remember anything else that happens. In that's it, really it was funny. Really bad. Oh, that's interesting. Like, yeah, that's like a high school one act play. But yeah. It's so good. <laughs> Well, that a, sounds like yeah. a sketch idea. It more does than, sound like more a than an entire movie. Hey, that could be inbreed, <gasps> in bleed. What's it inbreed called? Inbreed indeed. Inbreed indeed. Inbreed indeed. What about you? Had watched it once before. Yeah, not the movie, but I saw a production of it somewhere in Houston. Some children. It might have. You know, thinking about it, it might have been the Houston, the high school of performing and visual arts, um, which is the one Harris Whittles went to. Oh my gosh! In Houston. It, it was either that or some weird church. It was one of the two. But yeah, that was, I never thought about it before since then. Oh my gosh, what about you? Have you had you ever experienced it before? Yeah, so similarly in my family, we had an Andrew Lloyd Webber CD. Oh, one wow. generation behind you. Rich, rich, rich. <laughs> <laughs> we had a no, lot of money. No, I think you probably money. just yeah, born later. <laughs> Sorry, do you feel further away from us because of the class divide that just occurred in the room, Ben? <laughs> That's why I, I gave... just embarrassed that I'm wearing a burlap sack and you guys are in gowns. Yeah. I don't know why Kevin's in gowns. I love. I feel free. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we we listened to that and it was like a compilation of a bunch of his songs. Okay, great. So I weirdly know. All, songs from every single almost all of his plays sure, but I've like the hit songs. <laughs> I haven't seen a lot of them yeah but this one yeah so I remembered songs from this and then uh, my family actually went to go see it in LA at the Kodak Theater which was Whoa. really cool yeah and it was were dazzling. you there too? Uh, yeah I got to go <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they invited me. Uh (laughs) Yeah, we kicked a few poor people on our way in and had a great time. A few Johnny Depp impersonators, (laughs) Spider-Man or two. Dirty Iron Man. So, yeah, so that was really cool. And uh, one element that I'll bring up that I'm sad that they didn't do in this video was at that production, at the very end, they they all get married. <laughs> that is courageous stuff. Are you talking yeah, about yeah. the the big montage where they they do like a big remix big of ceremony. all the songs? No, no, no. Uh, so what the actually happened mix. was they his coat spread out like one of those gym parachutes basically oh. and filled the entire stage and was like all the rainbow colors shooting out and they were all like you know flapping oh it around and the guys just in the middle like you know <laughs> hey. waving that's like the that's like the effect they do on uh, Alphaba's gown and yeah Wicked. exactly yeah. Do yeah. They, does it just blow out like when she's flying I haven't seen it in such a long time I don't uh, remember I she like seems very up. at the end of Blue Man Group they roll out a bunch of toilet paper and you they have do you gone to the Blue Man they Group they wrap before? the audience Wait, Hey, you've been yeah, to Blue you, like, Man? You, you must be doing pretty well. Wow. Okay. Well, <laughs> the class divide closed a little. I can't even reach. <laughs> we were in the witness protection program. No. Uh, yeah, I think I think it's just like there's just they throw out all these rolls of toilet paper and you as the audience just unspool them and then just the audience is just a mess of toilet paper. How fun. But um, anyway, Blue Man Group would be, good, a, would be a good witness protection job to have. <laughs> yeah, because you wouldn't talk. Right, you're and you'd be painted blue. <laughs> yeah, but if you look at their audience, it's more like a whiteness protect, protection. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 it's worth it. <laughs> more like a whiteness protection. But if you look at the audience. Oh, gosh. <laughs> 
<laughs> is that what your per- perception of the audience is? A lot of white people. It's probably probably true. At theater, it does bum me out how theaters become like. Well, if you're rich, you can go. Mm-hmm. But if you're not, you just have to listen to albums on Spotify well, and YouTube a, and stuff. There's a lot of good locals. I know there's lotteries and stuff, but I'm I'm saying for like Broadway stuff. Oh it's yeah, like, to oh, go see want, Hamilton. If you want to see Hamilton, you either have to be an elementary school kid who wins a lottery. Or you win the a vice president of the United States, Mister mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> Pence. If you want to see one scene of Hamilton, <laughs> or or a rich p- person, yeah, which is why yeah. Bruce's thing bumps me up. But anyway, yeah, but, I like those shows where like Lin Manuel Miranda, I think, tries to make an effort to like let kids see some of the shows. Yeah. Or I think the Color Purple, like sometimes they'll be like, "We'll let this school we'll come to like the show," or come. like, yeah. "That's cool." Anyways, this isn't that. Good Christian fun. No, anyway. good theater fun. This is what we do GTF. now. GTFO. Talking about the classes. <laughs> Had you ever seen this 99? version the donny osmond one i think i i think i had watched it before um it's very weird it's like a weird halfway between stage production and like like a live musical production that they would do on tv now Mm -hmm. i will i think it kind of now correct me if i'm wrong we watched a copy of this on youtube yes with subtitles german subtitles german subtitles german subtitles because it is not, for whatever weird rights reason, available to download to buy. Oh, on Amazon. Oh, or so we had iTunes. to break the law. We uh, had to. You get on like Australian iTunes, but I didn't know how to do it. Nobody shall ever watch this play again <laughs> unless it's live. <laughs> So oh yeah, Andrew Lloyd Webber. I was I was reading into like there's all these weird rights things where you like sold it to someone for like 125 bucks way back in the day when oh, I was a kid, right. and then that company got acquired by another. Anyway, he got him back and he's a billionaire, so don't oh, worry, good. he's Thank fine. Yeah, he's Andrew's fine. Whew. He's okay. This the look of this felt because it's 99 too, so I want to be cognizant of that. It looked like an old Navy commercial, right? <laughs> Especially that opening scene with Bobo Florence Henderson coming in. And the framing device for it, by the way, is that it's a class assembly of what looks like either a private school or kind maybe a Catholic school. school. Yeah, prep school. Yeah, a prep school. School. Uh-huh. Yeah, Catholic school. Uh, a Chilton, if you will. <laughs> uh, I don't know what that is. Yeah, I mean, uh, Gilmore Girls <laughs> I don't know what it is either. Yeah, and then she just kicks it off. Yeah. Well, this is, this is any dream will do. Yeah, this isn't the opening song, but oh, yeah. it's the big hit song. This is the original Canadian cast recording from 1992. Is this Donnie? Yep. Love Donnie. Do you love Donnie? Love I, Donnie's Sigourney Weaver-ass looking face is what? very cute, but what? yeah, he's got a great voice. He looks like Sigourney He looks Weaver. exactly like Sigourney Weaver. I wonder how old looking he was good. when he did this I didn't look it up. I'm say he's but like he's in good shape. Early 30s. Yeah, he's looking good. So you love these songs. Oh, I love these songs. Yeah. I I think it's fun that they're all like a different genre like mm-hmm. I think that's not a way to make an amazing show yeah. that will win <laughs> lots of Tonys or whatever. It but. helped me a lot when I remembered this was made for kids originally. Like I think it was it was made for a children's choir. The, and he made a 20 minute version you were kind of talking about this oh yeah there was a much shorter version and then it slowly version. grew yeah. and grew and there's one scene that we will get to that makes it very much not a kids show <laughs> anymore <laughs> but it helps to think about it like oh yeah this would be fun for kids like every song's crazy different but then yeah. there's a few like really good ringers in there that are super good well and so this was a weird thing because as much as I'm like I like musicals a lot I know so little about 
of so many of them. Mm-hmm. And one of the things with this is because I saw this kids production of it in Houston way back in the 90s or 2000, early 2000s, I thought, oh, that was an interesting like kids production of the show. But it like I, I thought, oh, they must have like de-sexted and de-violent or like made, oh. made it softer on the edges. And what I realized in watching this is that it was a fairly faithful adaptation ah. really? of, of the source material. Yeah, because I, I wasn't aware it's like, oh, you know, it's for kids. Yeah. Like the yeah. hula hoop and I'd soccer proxy. But um I love that movie. Anyways, <laughs> back to <laughs> Christian entertainment. But yeah, I I, I I and another weird thing too, it's hard for me to not compare this to, to Jesus. Jesus Christ superstar. Well, and there's so yeah. many things that I feel like Burger King, Jesus Christ Superstars, McDonald's, where it's like, even down to some of the music, the opening fanfare of Jacob and Son. Oh, yeah. Like, this is so much like, like Jesus Christ Superstars. Jesus Christ Superstars. Yeah, so it feels like that. Hmm. Or the fact that, like, instead of Pharaoh, he's Elvis. Like the way King Herod is Alice Cooper. Right, Or yeah. David S. Pumpkins. Yeah. <laughs> David S. Pumpkins. In the, in the news version of it. Yeah, like or maybe l- that's just like what Andrew Leber... Andrew Leber does. Andrew Leber. It's Lubber, too long Lubber. to say. ALW. We'll call it Andy. Andy Debs. <laughs> Andy Debs. Andy Debs. Yeah. And there, were, there was a, yeah, there was a lot of aesthetic choices with the song genres. So I was like... Okay, so why is that? Because I, I was trying to like seek out purpose in each one. Right. Because I felt like when it happened to Jesus Christ Superstar, I was like, oh, I get it. So the whole reason for a lot of these choices is like they want to communicate the celebrity of right, Jesus like Christ. Right, like play on rock star celebrity and that kind of thing. And communicate that humanity of of that story in particular. And what's, what it must have been like for people who have been there. With this, this weirdly felt... To me, and especially because of the visual choices in this video, it felt like a Bible story that was still on the felt board. Yeah, it, it does look like that. It yeah. doesn't feel like, oh, you know, we're like humanizing these people. It's like, what if the felt board started dancing and yeah. he was Donny Osmond well, even it's too. like super hyper saturated and like extremely colorful yeah. and like kind of jarring almost. Yeah, and it seems like all for fun you know yeah. like not necessarily for, for fun. this like greater huge meaning or whatever beyond like be a dreamer I don't know whatever. it was almost like and forgive me because I don't I guess I don't know musicals that well but it, it was almost like a jukebox musical yeah oh yeah but for an artist that didn't exist but it was just like what if I was the jukebox musician <laughs> and it's just like all these different kind of songs about this guy yeah I think I think I would like it actually though if he retooled some of the genres and like updated them a little bit because oh, this was be made really in the 80s to do it like feels hip-hop? like the country you know parody was like such old country that it's not even like particularly funny you know oh it's yeah just, like, now yeah, you could country. do like a Carrie Underwood kind yeah, of song that kind of country oh you're talking about one more angel in heaven <laughs> yeah <laughs> You dug this? Oh, I was like, please, when was this done? <laughs> please let it go. You were into this? I didn't rewatch the this yeah. song or the Canaan Days. This one. poor actor, that's probably that like one. his shining moment, and I'm just like, there's get off. <laughs> it, is, <laughs> it is fun if you're in the show. If you're one of Jacob's you're sons, <laughs> you're like, well, most Finally of the sons moment. have a song. Like, there's like six that don't, but, yeah, exactly. but some that still do. Yeah, there is a whole chunk where you're like, oh yeah, okay. <laughs> but uh, okay, so in New York Times, they did an in, they did a review of this in 1977. Oh my gosh! And they they were pretty positive about it, but this one line was interesting to me because it said, 
It's true that the show and its production in Brooklyn offer a lot of freewheeling energy and forced ebulence. <laughs> it is also true that both the work and its staging betray a good deal of dated 1960s artifacts and incongruous vulgarity. Incongruous <laughs> vulgarity. vulgarity. Well, think about it. Like most of this is a really like funsty, adorable, and there's like a kids choir and whatever. And then get to Potiphar's wife, where they're literally wearing pasties and like. Oh yeah, riding this like mask oh, I, I had to dim my my laptop when I was watching in case someone <laughs> walked in public. by. <laughs> and then I very much tried to find out from the original Bible story: Did Joseph actually have sex with Potiphar's wife, no. or did she just kiss him and then like what? What was the? Story? I think she I read, just harassed him a little. Yeah, bit. Yeah, so I read I read the story today just to make sure I did my uh, research. Oh. Uh, this story, by the way, of Joseph is really special in the Old Testament or in the Torah because most stories about a character maybe like are in one chapter and his spans like several chapters of Genesis. Like they go oh, on really? and on about Joseph and his family and his so story. So it's like a whole arc, like in yeah. Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's a great story. It's a great story. It's really compelling and it's there's really like satisfying. revenge and like, yeah, and all this and dreams and whatever. But so in the story, uh, yeah, so he's working for Potiphar and basically. Basically, he was just like checked out of the household. So you get the idea that she was maybe lonely. And then they talk about Joseph is hot. Like yeah. in the Bible, they're like, he was an attractive man. She noticed him and she would try to get him to like come to bed with her. And he said, uh, you know, Potiphar has given me everything in his household to take care of, except for you. Why would I betray my good boss and also betray God? This would be bad. Yeah, sounds like he did a good job. He did a good so job. Why, and so why then did he suddenly at the get end, so mad? She, she like rips his robe off while he's running away. And then she goes to Potiphar to her husband and says like, look, oh. he was raping me. And then as he was leaving, he like left his robe off in a haste or whatever and that's when I he gets thrown she gone girled it a little she bit yeah gone girl but we think- should always believe women so it's a bad it's a bad message for I know. today's oh my God, good. Well, I, was, I was about to say i wonder if people have taken the wrong things from that like see i'm Potiphar, sure like like i wonder if she exists in a category like oh my god Potiphar's wife Bathsheba. i know all these harlots in the bible that makes good yeah. christian men flirty stumble. oh yeah yeah if it was like if it was current day now like that had happened there'd be people in the media that were like how are we to believe all these stories when <laughs> Potiphar's wife was a liar yeah exactly you know, like, totally like see <laughs> she didn't even do it yeah but but I think that's why I have a little like maybe compassion for her she's probably lonely she probably didn't get a love from Potiphar because all she had was fatty Arbuckle <laughs> rolling around <laughs> they play that up in this show a lot too. It's very, it's kind of grotesque. But in a way, great. Joseph was the the me too of this story. He was yeah, sexually Joseph harassed. Got harassed. He mm-hmm. did, yeah. Which you know, and he lost uh, his which, job. Which he happens, almost yeah. was executed. He was in jail. He was in jail, and then he charmed the guards in jail. And did got you guys like them. that jail song? Close every door. This is like the the iconic song of this play, from what I read. To me, this reminded me of Hello. For whatever reason, the the Adele song. Hello, no, not the Lionel Richie. Oh, that's what I thought. <laughs> you did. This reminded me of actually Prince of Egypt. When it gets to the really like swelling part, yeah, it's it's like people of Israel. Yeah, this is like the Dark Night of the Soul song. Yeah, right? sure. like, it's very good. Yeah, and Tim. it's kind of the only time the play slows down. It's pretty. I'm just with him. I, I think this is one of the only songs I would listen to, mm-hmm. divorced from the actual, like, watching of the thing. Not even Any Dream Will Do? Any Dream Will Die, I would listen to, yeah. 
No, I don't. This think is so. pretty. I think a lot of the songs are like, like the melodies are good, but then like the little children chiming in, like. Help make the songs better. Yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. I feel yeah. like the little children are like, la 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 la. Well, in this production of it, he is just surrounded by a candlelight vigil who is broken into the prison to support him, like it's uh, the September 11th memorial or something. What do you, what do you, we love Donny Osman? Is that the consensus in the room? He's he's corny. He's corny as heck, but he's good. He's good for us. Yeah, that you is a corn dog on he's a stick. Corny, <laughs> and I love me corn dog. <laughs> and I, I eat him. That was one of the first dishes that we ever bonded over, Caroline. Corn dog really, on a stick? it was corn dogs. You, I, oh, I always have corn dogs. I would come over to your apartment and I'd say, "Oh, I'm kind of hungry. Do I you was have anything?" Quite the hostess. You said, "I have corn dogs. <laughs> you want corn dogs?" What kind of corn dogs? Period. Uh, the uh, Trader the Joe's kind turkey that, ones. No, <laughs> the kind that come in like the Not big the yellow one. box, like Foster's Farms. I think. Okay, those things are good. I'm or trying to shame you. On honey this batter, podcast. and I'm just like, no, it's good. That's good. <laughs> I'll listen to those little children sing their little hearts out. I don't have any uh, nostalgia attached to Donny Osmond, so I feel like I can be a little like I didn't do watch you, him in any. No, yeah, like I don't know. I don't know if I'm so many confused of what do. he is. Yeah, because he was like this singer with his sister, but there were always jokes that they were like. Yeah, hooking up or you know. Oh yeah, just we like, just did a. But they're pl- very like clean cut. Right? Yeah, mm-hmm. like we did a Sister Act three show at UCB, and there were lots of Donny Osmond is having sex with his sister. I, yeah, I can curse right. Donny Osmond's fucking his sister. Yeah, jokes. fucking. And they played the audience. <laughs> love the audience. <laughs> love <laughs> love those it. jokes more than probably anything else in the show. <laughs> it's almost like because they're I so old that now. Cousin sketch material. <laughs> <laughs> I sense a theme in your work. <laughs> this, no. Wait, do you love Game? of thrones is that why you're talking <laughs> i think donnie marie maybe have been around in the culture so long that it's almost like making fun of your mom and dad in a weird maybe. way where it's like it's such a weird well i thought they were in the 50s so i was like surprised to see he was still young in this i know so i, I think, think my they, time frame is totally they started up. so young i think yeah. they were like very young teenagers yeah and they i think he's very cheesy and 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 very corny but he also just He's never done anything bad. Like, I don't think he's ever been in the press for, like, doing something... Bad stuff? Shitty or, like... It just seems like he could uh, be a Google good it. person. Caroline, Sorry, Google it. Uh, Donny Osmond was uh, doing weird for... stuff with puppets for like decades. <laughs> he was just arrested for it. He called it the, his puppet the ass biter. We're getting the tweets. The ass biter? <laughs> what do you think of him, Kevin? Eat me like you, like Marie... <laughs> Uh, what do I think of it? Yeah, uh, do you think he's a good singer? It's weird with him because I could tell that people could find him attractive, but I don't find him attractive in any way. I think when he's like shirtless either. in his little thing in the that show, thing I'm is like, like too. It doesn't. It fits wrong. Fits weird. It's I'm too like bold, like bumpy. Your body is nice, but <laughs> but I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't, wouldn't tap smash? that. I'm not a Potiphar. Would not. <laughs> oh I'm not gosh. a Joan Collins. Joan Collins Joan is great. Collins. Yes, should we and play her song? She speaks speaks sings a word. Okay. Wait, which one is it? Potiphar. Potiphar's wife. Joseph was taken to Egypt in chains and so The narrator, not until recently, was a man. And then it became a woman. In oh, really? Oh, by the way, we should talk about the narrator because I thought Henderson. she was amazing. <laughs> she does look like Florence Henderson. So much. What's her name? Something Friedman? Kinky Friedman. Oh my gosh, you're what? useless. <laughs> well, I'm useless. I Give love- me a break. <laughs> that narrator has to really have Carry pipes. It. 
Yeah, yeah. And she has she to works. have a presence. It's or a else. it's a harder job I than her Joseph. Look too. I think blazer crop top and a long old skirt. Into the Woods is one of is probably my favorite musical of all time. Yes, and it has a narrator, but he can be boring and not. It's not that big of a deal. Right. But if you don't have a great narrator narrator for this show, you're no, in trouble. yeah, you're lost. You're screwed, yeah, she sings so much. I uh, you, you know, just going back to the, like the look of Joseph too. Maybe if I did find Donny Osmond attractive, that it would because again, John Legend in, in Jesus Christ Superstar, you know, he was naive, but he also looked like a Jesus Christ super snack. And I think that made me, you know, have empathy for the oh, character man. a little. Why? Now I'm thinking, like, if this were a woman, I'd be very, uh, I'd be very upset that we were measuring her hotness. It is this weird thing in culture where it's like, the the answer to objectifying women, you know, systemically for uh, yeah, centuries is men. just objectifying men. Yeah, more. I don't think that's like, good. Either. Yeah, but for this story, he's supposed to be like a young, strapping boy, mm-hmm. oiled, like it, oiled it's up from uh, the Bible. Oiled yeah, yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, if it was just a story about someone that wasn't, I can't think of any other. Bible stories, whatever. They're about like, like a total hottie. They're all oily. <laughs> They're all all of them. Like you know, if it was a Cain and Abel musical, I don't think that there's like a a story. There's not a part of the Bible that was. The like, Bible actually does say that Cain was that very Cain was a bear and Abel. Was... Abel could get it. Yeah, I can't <laughs> he was Abel. Um, can I? Willing I and Abel. Uh, <laughs> Another song that I really love is "Go Go Go Joseph." Oh yeah, that's a great song. I, I like this one. Song. This song like makes me cry. I get so excited. Oh, really? Yeah. It's such a fun song. This is when the baker and the butler go down to the jail. Yeah, and then it turns into this weird, like, 60s psychedelic does, Austin Powers number. This is what fun. that New York Times article is. I think that is what they're talking about. Well, imagine if we saw a play where then they do, like, an early 2000s scene, like, number. It would yeah. Be like, Why? If that was the unified aesthetic of the yeah. whole thing. <laughs> yeah. Sure. It'd be like, yeah, this feels dated. In but a it just way. felt like genre roulette. And the way they, like, whisper it. I don't know a single word I'm realizing. Oh, really? Oh, I know the. I think I know every single word, but I'm really restraining myself. Hit it. No, please. But it is hard. We're going to have to. We have a ways to go before they get into the 60s. Well, yeah, I want to hear it when they. Yeah, when they. Oh, on this song, yeah. This stuff? Yeah. It's from the 1992 recording. I didn't listen really to the other ones. Oh, I loved in the video that we watched, they just zoom into his face really fast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the choreography. And it was charming in that, like, lo-fi way. Like, when, they, when the kids enter the threshold of rainbows oh, and they yeah. turn all their shirts are neon colored. Yeah, so that felt like, that felt like a donut man thing. Totally. But in a good way. Uh-huh. Yeah. This is a good song. Come on. It's a great song. I don't know why I'm not feeling it. It's so exuberant. And then the, the soundtrack probably, does it have the big Joseph remix at the very end? They Brother, does it they, ever. They, they basically sing almost every song in the whole show over what? again. I don't know. If like in a giant remix. And this it has is like a dance. the Joseph Mega, Mega remix. Oh, you have to listen to it. Was this in the movie? No. No. Oh. It's, oh. It, they usually do it as like a curtain call kind of oh, thing right. for the show okay. now. But it's like. But they sing. How long is it? Five minutes. It's like a five-minute curtain. Call. It is nine minutes. It's a, it's a nine-minute curtain. And we'll listen call. to it in silence, starting now. now. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. 
that keyboard. That's good. Now this, this I can dig. You should listen to it. It's pretty fun. I feel like there's going to be whistles in this. Okay, I'm going to fast forward a little bit. Same same beat. Oh, yeah. I'm going to fast forward it the whole time. <laughs> I remember downloading techno mega mixes from LimeWire and Morpheus <laughs> when I was a child. Oh, my gosh. I remember one of Time Warp from Rocky Horror Picture Show that was like 35 minutes long. I exclusively use LimeWire to like download Britney Spears B sides that like weren't available in America. <laughs> oh, like, yeah, so good. That's what I would do. What was your least favorite song in oh, this one? Probably that French song. I yeah, those Canaan days. I hate that song. And it's so long. It's freaking forever. Again, why are we doing France? Well, and then also the end of it, there's just like a sexy woman that comes dance, and then uh, uh, Jacob just goes to have sex with her. <laughs> Is that yeah, what happens? Yeah, I didn't she really like leads it. him off and he starts like untucking his shirt. Really? Yes. You guys Gotta get that? another wife. Yeah. <laughs> Again, my laptop was dim so people wouldn't judge me. <laughs> this, this song makes use of a, like a, a device that I think I do in my puppet musical where like the, the pauses get longer and longer. Like, don't they, don't they start, Probably. oh, okay, no, like they stress, stress oh, yeah. stuff out. They'll just like, wait. Uh, yeah, that was very Monty Python, I thought. Like the, uh, uh, like when they were doing that. Again, stuff. for one of these brothers, this was like their moment in the play. They like really got to nail it. Yeah, this song could definitely be replaced if they Just make a new scrap version. It. Yeah, scrap it, put in something fun. Put in yeah. a, a Tay Swift homage. A Tay Swift starving they song. They should redo Joseph and the Technical Dreamcoat with dubstep, with <laughs> trap pop, with... Praise and worship music <laughs> with a Christian contemporary. Yeah, song. that's right. Um, so raise your hand if you didn't realize that Jacob was Richard Attenborough until the credits. Same. We all, we all did. Yeah. Same. He doesn't look like uh, Doctor. No. What's his name? Yeah. In Jurassic. No, Park. but he does when he's dressed up like a teacher yeah. at the end. And I was like, how did I miss that? Oh it yeah, I totally missed it. That is fun. That's a fun little device that like all the teachers are like important. Yeah, I thought that was. I like when cute. they do that in, in movies and stuff. So, as uh, three white song. people in the room, Jeez. do we want to tackle no. Benjamin <laughs> Cal- All right. <laughs> well, I mean, they, in in the one that we watched, an African-American a person sings the song, right? Is it that plays not, Benjamin. Is yeah. that not traditional? Uh, it, probably I, I, it probably depends on the availability of the area, right? Like, in Arizona, <laughs> yeah, when we did Phoenix plays, re- like... Like when we did the miracle worker, like I was yeah. like I played the role of like the the servant boy, and like you just realizing like oh our school should definitely have black people in, but there's like man. two, oh, and man. they don't like theater. So, mm-hmm. well, this is one of the most performed musicals ever. The like, Calypso? Oh no, Joseph. <laughs> this song is the most covered song in history. It's the top Broadway song. It makes sense. It seems like it'd be very easy to do. It's so malleable. And it so plays well in we like do kids. Midwest. Yeah. You know, on the flyovers. Shouts out to the flyover <laughs> states listening. Hate to- you. <laughs> no. That's interesting you. because I, I wonder how many churches do this musical. I'm sure a lot do, but it it isn't a, a heavily religious musical like did they mention god in it very often no i mean when does he oh gosh and then then the opening song does joseph frog fully rely on god Mm. Mm. children of egypt are never alone like there's just some vague there's some vague things maybe in that song he mentions god but there isn't a lot 
It's and so then, very well. And then the opening song is uh, they're talking about like be a dreamer, and then there's Not one line in particular where they say, uh, "Your emotions are what you are." Oh. Which I don't know if I would tell people that. I wonder how many times they even say the word God in the whole show. Probably yeah, it's not, not that like many really times. There. We need yeah. to check the GPMs of the gods per minute in the lyrics. They're this low. is a completely sung through show. It's not like there's a dialogue, then a right, song. Kind of oh, like no. I, that's why it's great. And it, I mean, as far as us, like it's very easy breezy. Like The video was like an hour yeah, and 10 minutes or something. Play, like, like hour and 15 moves. minutes. And, you, and I appreciate kind of like Hamilton, you can just listen to it and basically get it. And just get it. That's yeah. why our family yeah, was able to enjoy it. Yeah, that's right, why the tape probably worked. Right, We've never seen this context. show. <laughs> okay, accor- oh, yeah, so sorry. They're, I was going like, to say, according to the owner of the copyright, by 2008, more than 20,000 schools and amateur theater groups had stage productions. Wow. wow. 20,000. I think it's a fun show. I would be in it. Mm-hmm. I don't know which part I would. All right, you got the part, man. We're doing a good Christian fun. Put you know, on just actually, probably t- why it gets performed a lot is it's like a huge cast. Can just have so, so many put parts. The entire, for people. all the like kids ministry, you know, all the adults. There's so many roles. You get there. so many roles instead of like. Instead of like when you go to a high school production of Little Shop of Horrors and there's like <laughs> ten girls instead of three, and yeah. so like <laughs> it's really supposed to be this little trio, and then all of a sudden like ten girls file what? out. <laughs> I don't remember this part. And then they have to make up new names for the characters that yeah, like, don't exist. Give them like, a line. <laughs> I need to see more local theater. I think that would be really. You're fun. right, Millie, or whatever. And you're like, there's no one named Millie in this show. <laughs> I don't know if they do it now, but Megan. Amram was part of this group that would like of adults. Oh yeah, that would go like that high would school go place. around town in LA oh, in high so schools fun. and just watch. So fun. So good. Not even just to like poop on them, but man, just to watch. Just to, just to get out and it's kick like, culture. The it's the worst when you see a show and they have to like make extra parts for people. It's the worst. <laughs> Did you guys like the Elvis song? You gotta love the Elvis song. I like this better live than this. I thought this was like kind of also a little annoying. This felt like drudgery to watch I was like I get it, it's like a it's like an it's SNL little, sketch you get the joke in it's like a five little seconds. too long it yeah could be exactly it was like alright yeah it should have been quick I, did, I was more paying attention to his makeup in that scene because it's pretty great oh, I, sure. I bet it would be fun if you didn't know anything about the show and you're like oh it's the pharaoh and then all of a sudden oh wait like, he's Elvis no yeah, that'd, be a, that'd be a twist <laughs> I do wish uh, the only thing that I wish story wise that uh, I wish they explained a little bit more that they have to do after the fact is why he puts uh, the the cup in Benjamin's bag like oh right it yeah. seems like oh his family's begging and they're better now but now I'm gonna put this cup in Benjamin's satchel and yeah. frame him for, for theft stealing the whole thing there there were so many parts of it that when watching it again it felt like weird male power fantasies. Of like, I'm persecuted, and this happens, and this woman, uh, you know, harasses me, and I'm wrongly, blah, 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 and in prison, and I come back, and you guys are begging me. You're begging for mercy and stuff. So I wonder if people read it sometimes that way, in the wrong way, where I think maybe probably the point of it is like his graciousness and mercy and all those things and how he he wields it gently. I mean, even in in the original story, too, people have pointed out, like, one, it's pretty messed up that he didn't go help his family when he became an official oh, in Egypt. yeah. He was just He just, like, like, peaced out, basically. I mean, he brought... I mean, there's a lot of trauma. They literally tried to kill him. But but then, on top of that, too, that game he plays where his, with his family where he pretends... He actually doesn't know them and they don't recognize him. 
in the Bible story that draws on for like multiple chapters. Like oh. he keeps sending them back like over and over and then it's so, like, this very elaborate thing. Yeah, stuff? it's like a very elaborate thing. Not and then, yet. Yeah, and like leave this brother behind and you know, and then bring me Benjamin. So yeah, it's, oh, man. it's even more like kind of convoluted that. and weird. Yeah, and so I... I, yeah, Joseph is a complicated guy because he's he is vengeful. It is weird, yeah. But you're supposed to be like, but he's, you know, he won, so he was right. Because he's Donny Osmond, so you kind of like think he's a good person There's as a inherit. default. Yeah. Yeah. But also, I don't know if it's a little tongue-in-cheek on Andrew Lloyd Webber's part when he was 20 years old writing this show, but like, yeah. they definitely let you know why the brothers think he's a little asshole. Like, yeah, he's he gets, a huge He gets dick. this beautiful coat, and yeah. then he's just like, I have this dream where I'm going to be great, and you guys are going to suck. Oops, like, a lot of yeah, privilege. no, he's super rude. Yeah. yeah. Like, he just, like, there's no, I mean, yeah, the brothers hate Now, should they have killed him and thrown yes. him in a thrown him what? in a well. No, 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 no. It's, it's family one oh one. Family one oh one. But you can yeah. kind of understand like any good Marvel villain, like you know where they're coming from versus exactly. a badly written villain where you're just like, oh they're just evil for no reason. Oh right. Yeah. Why blame Jacob for playing favorites? Oh, oh yeah. yeah, there's that's bad. Richard too. Edinburgh like he's the whole reason this show happens. <laughs> he always gets things a little wrong. Yeah. Well yeah. let's get to our Final judgments okay, on Joseph and the Technicolor Dreamcoat. The way this works, Benjamin, is we're going to give it a thumbs up or thumbs down, a holy toast or holy roast. Holy toast. We're going to send this musical up to heaven where the angels will be toasting it for eternity. Or holy roast. We send oh, no. Joseph and his sweet, <laughs> sweet dreamcoat down the to hell. You too, Benjamin. Have there ever been purgatory votes? Where, <laughs> Actually, oh, you, yes. you, you mean <laughs> where the shows hang out with un, what, what is it, unbaptized babies? And <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, for that we call upon the space between. Okay, there we go. <laughs> Caroline, You're ready for it. We'll start with you. Um, I am giving this big old holy toast. I love this show. It's a delight. There's, I, I mean, I have some issues with it. Sometimes it drags a little bit, like it gets a little hokey. Uh, but it's so fun, and it's just nice sometimes to watch something that's exuberant and delightful. And I don't think he made a lot of points about the Bible story. Like, I don't think he really no. added to it. I think he just kind of like, let's bank on this already like tradition-filled story just to make a musical about it. But it was a good idea. I mean, Joseph is a fascinating character and his his life, you know, according to the Bible, was pretty cool. So, thumbs up. Love that narrator. Love Go, 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 Joseph. And um, if you don't like this, you don't like having fun. <laughs> Wow. Wow. Ben. wow. Uh, well, I'm the one that chose to do this, right? So big holy toast for me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, when I was watching, I mean, I didn't need to really watch it, but I felt like, oh, I should watch it just because there might be video things. Because I had watched it uh, like maybe three weeks ago or something. Oh, <laughs> really? Just independently. That recently? But then I was watching it again. I was just like singing in my apartment all alone. Yeah. Which, I was working out to it today. <laughs> <I'm> just, <laughs> like yeah. just having so much fun. Like uh-huh. it's. It's just a fun show. And yes, it could be tweaked. It could be fixed a little bit, you know. Um, But overall, it's a great time. So uh, I really endorse it. I'm curious if you're going to give it a purgatory. A space between. It is pretty pretty good considering this is his like sophomore effort. And I think he was maybe like 20 or 22 when he wrote most of this. Mm -hmm. Pretty impressive. Mm -hmm. Well, I love musicals. I love them. 
I love having fun. Oh, <laughs> so this I'm giving, is sounding good. Yeah. So, far. so I got to give this a holy roast. What? Kevin. Holy roast. You, you do not like having fun. You little bitch. You just pulled the rug. You pulled a rug out from under us like you're a bad rug salesman. <laughs> no, not a rug rat, You potiphar shaped bitch. What? <laughs> your body's shaming me on the podcast. I hope this is a trick and you're going to reveal that you put a cup up in Benjamin's bag I do <laughs> teach us better. a lesson. Yeah. Guys, I really love Jesus Christ Superstar. <laughs> and I kept comparing it. I, I admit that I might be the problem here. And maybe <laughs> maybe I just like I watched it on the wrong day, but so much of this felt tedious and annoying. Like I was looking for some measure of interpretation and like you said like he didn't really do anything with it he just like translated it into Mm -hmm. a straight musical Mm. right and then in a weird way it almost (laughs) i wonder how many people would relate to this it almost preys upon an insecurity of like yeah you know this bible story and a bunch of people with coats dancing around with like stuffed animals it makes it feel like oh dang has this thing that i've like deeply considered is it as stupid as i feel watching this thing like is it just felt bored nonsense that we've let go out of control in this country and in our lives so it's preyed upon that feeling for me like i i couldn't i couldn't make it just like oh it's fun and they're they're singing and stuff and i like some of the songs but i got genre whiplash from like this to this to this to this that's fair i don't mean to be a grumpy gills fam but i I really didn't. I think maybe if I'd listened to it, maybe divorced the visuals maybe it, first. This this movie is not as good. I think one yeah. is, is listening without it or just seeing the play live. Like I don't think this movie. It's not terrible, yeah. but I don't think it did it justice. I wonder really. if you had just listened to it, just if you feel it. a little you different. Might have liked it. It's Kevin wrong. What do you think, Christians? Tweet us at oh, Good Christian is. Podcast. What do you think, Christian? DM I like that question. Is DM Kevin us, wrong? DM us on Snapchat. At DM Good us Christian on Podcast. Snapchat. <laughs> We're not on Snapchat. What are do you we? think, Christies? Yeah. Christies. Christies. We had Gillies. Now it's Christies. Oh, I didn't think gosh. of a, a good I individual. Like Christies. I think. What do you think, Christians? Is good. What uh, do you think, Christians? I know. And why is Kevin wrong? I, and I love you. Know, listen, I'm not. Looking allergic to cheese i love a big bowl of queso i love moulin rouge <laughs> i love chicago i love singing in the rain and well none of those are bible stories and yeah no i yeah that's not the problem i think it's yeah it's got flaws that's okay you don't have to love it i think too if maybe i'd gone into and known like this is for children but even yeah. on that even on that spectrum i, I was comparing it to veggie tales mm-hmm. i understand i wonder like now it's hard because i don't really like Rent the musical that much I think it's okay but if your only exposure to Rent was to see the movie adaptation of Rent yeah. you <laughs> might sure. be like yeah. you might be like oh I don't, I'm sending <laughs> this to hell like this? <laughs> because it has gay people That's in it no Ben no 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 no, 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 no. <laughs> you come uh, out super homophobic <laughs> anti-gay like what guys this so podcast bad. has worked I am straight now and <laughs> but no, I that wasn't and our taking goal. off if my wedding ring <laughs> <laughs> Gay marriage is an abomination. <laughs> uh, so I'm um, sorry. I want to be agreeable. But that's okay. I just, you don't that's have to. No. I would rather you keep be drinking honest. this LaCroix. Wait, I thought this was LaCroix. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> that's the that's the millennial lacrosse, Christians uh, really? lacrosse. Yeah, I think that's what. Uh, oh, there's like, definitely the some means. dumb like Christian merch shirt yeah. where it says like <laughs> oh, ev- the yeah, Christ <laughs> instead the of cross. Lacroix. Millennial yeah, Jesus turned water into Lacroix. <laughs> I wish. Wait a minute, is that a shirt? If you got if there is a local production of it within driving distance, I'll go see it with you guys. Okay. Okay. Maybe they'll change your mind. Maybe it's we'll change your super mind. Super bad this and is be really level. bad. But we're not the final word on this. You're the final word, dear listener. So you can go to at Christian Funpon on Twitter, give it a holy roast, give it a holy toast, or put it in the space between. Get out there and Pokemon go to the polls. DMS on Instagram, Christians. <laughs> Love never dies. <laughs> we'll be right back with more good Christian fun. Love never does. Dies. <laughs> <laughs> or never does. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, imagine a world, if you will, where you have an extra hour in your day. What are you going to do with it? Are you going to go for a run? Are you going to take a nap? Are you going to read a book? Are you, hey, you know, listeners of this show... Are you going to pray? Are you going to perhaps read not only a book, but maybe the good book? Well, a lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what it is that's important to you and to make that a priority. And guess what can help you do that? Therapy. Therapy can help you find what matters to you. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. And I can attest to this personally. I've been in therapy for 11 years now, and it has helped me tremendously to figure out my priorities, to figure out where my time is going and why, and how to focus on the things I need to focus on and shy away from the things that I actually don't care about, but I just kind of get in autopilot and I'm not feeling and dealing and tuning into my body in real time. Therapy helps with all of that. So if you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash GoodChristianFun today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash GoodChristianFun. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welcome back to Good Christian Fun, Ben, Caroline. It's time once again for the hunt for the worst Christian song of all time. The worst! I'm dancing with the dinosaur. Living my life with conscience and conviction. Oh my gosh, that's an amazing song. <laughs> it's a good song. It's good. It's a creationism Christian uh, song? Not really, like a, which is the weird thing. It's a moral relativism song. Okay, It's great. more about like, the old ways are good. Mm-hmm. I loved it. I just heard that little It was good. <laughs> so, the current champion 
of the hunt for the worst Christian song of all time is Boycott Hell by DeGarmo and Key. You know, DeGarmo of DeGarmo and Key has a niece. Do you know her name? Uh, uh, Diana DeGarmo? Sure is. American Idol, like, top finalist? That's right, and Broadway performer. Wow. Ben, what did you make of this song? I thought it was pretty catchy. It's catchy. Uh, it seemed Boy, like it didn't, it didn't, like, have a bridge or, like, it seemed like strong structure-wise it was just saying boycott hell a whole lot. <laughs> but it did have some cool synth breaks. <laughs> it is a, a kind of, like, surprisingly weak stance on hell. <laughs> we gotta unionize. Boycott hell. Just boycott. <laughs> Half an idea. Okay, so you were confused by the song like we were. Uh, confused by it? It wasn't a well-written song, but it was okay. I mean, it was. I mean, I walked away being able to sing part of it, so that's <laughs> a good part of any song, right? You weren't blown away by how bad it was. No, I. I mean, no. I thought it was okay. A serviceable yeah. Christian song. I would never sing it like at a faith, like at hot church. We'd have never sang such. No. Hot well, maybe church. they would have in the eighties. Did they really call it hot? Church? Oh, it was called hot church. It was. Yeah. Do you remember any songs That's that you great. guys sang during that time? Oh, just the old school things. Like Our God hymns? is an awesome God. No, we sang the contemporary God Christian song. He's an awesome God. He reigns from heaven above with wisdom, power, and love. Our God is an awesome God. I love that you tried to harmonize and it was terrible. Atonal. Guys. <laughs> Kevin, it was great. Mr. Rogers wouldn't say that. He'd say, say, I love your voice. Just look. Maybe don't sing anymore, neighbor. <laughs> Maybe that's not your gifting. That's blasphemous. You're special at something. We're going to find it. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Together. Did you guys love that yes. documentary? Oh, my gosh. I get it. <laughs> I thought it was... A, I didn't cry as much as I thought I was going to cry. That's okay. But uh, I thought it was great. Very sweet. Yeah. It was very sweet. Anyways. There were just things I needed to hear in that documentary. Yeah, it was, was great. Nice. Mm-hmm. That's an example of a good... Good Christian, Christian man. Fan. Mm-hmm. Good Christian fun. Guys, the challenger to boycott hell okay. is not a song from the 80s. That was a song from 1989. I thought you were going to tell us that you were playing a song about the challenger. God in his will <laughs> exploded the challenge. And then I was like, well, that's definitely the. <laughs> oh my gosh! I could totally see a Christian song that like compares it to the Tower of Babylon. Like, we're reaching too high. <laughs> oh, Michael W. Smith looks at the camera, the spaceship's exploding behind him. There's a, there's, by the way, his. And he new- does kind of a serves you right. Oh my like, gosh. So close to heaven. <laughs> oh no. God the- carried him up the rest of the way. Those astro- astronauts. I hope they're in heaven. Michael W. Smith in his last music video is an astronaut. <laughs> he goes to Not- space. He goes to space. That's so cute. Yeah. He's like, I'm a little spaceman. <laughs> I like space. I'm an astronaut. Michael W. Astronaut. Okay, this is a song from the year 2002. Great. It's from the year 2002, and it's called Run! It's called Run. Okay. It's by a band named Cutlass, with a K. Oh, Cutlass. Have you heard of that one before? Why do you hide or don't you know I just, just want to be with you? To be with you.
Why do you run? Why do you hide? Don't you know I just want to be with you? I want you to imagine this. Imagine me singing this to a girl. <laughs> Did you? Did you? No. Wa- oh. <laughs> no, I didn't. Did you watch the music video for this? Seems like it should have a music video. Yeah. The love you had for me when you first came to me. And don't you know that I died? I died so I could be with you. And it goes, find a place in solitude and I'll speak to you as you pray to me. Don't you know I'm waiting here, waiting for you to read and hear my words. I'm waiting here, missing the time, the times we shared. Oh, please come to me. So the central metaphor of this one is like a... Upon first listen, a spurned lover? Yes. I know. Yeah. It, it, you, it takes until the middle of the song for you to, to like, get what's I going on. I died for you. Like, what? Oh. <laughs> well, looking down from above as you watch TV. That could just be a stalker. Ooh. Right? Yeah. You just found the skylight. <laughs> <laughs> it's easy. You find the skylight. People think it's so hard to stalk. I found her nanny cam. And put it in your bedroom. While you're watching TV, that's one of the lyrics. Yeah, which is pretty. That's the first lyric. Looking down from above as you watch TV, wondering why, oh, you're ignoring me. Do you remember when I came to you and loved you? And I'm waiting for you. Uh, So it it makes God kind of a, kind of a, Caroline, kind of a TB. A cuck? Wait. A TB. A tiny bitch. Oh, (laughs) thirsty bitch. Yeah, this is kind of a tiny, a tiny bitch. Christian song. <laughs> I don't yeah, want Jesus to be a tiny little bitch. Yeah, kind of whiny. There's a there's a good tradition of uh, or I should say a long tradition of Christian songwriters writing songs from God's perspective. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, like I and, and I feel like there's a lot that are artfully done sure. and really compassionate. This one, I think, because of the sound of it too, that it it sounds like. Stained or whatever the genre, like the generic late nineties. I can't stand this sound, and it was all Christian music was for so long, and it drives me crazy. I, you thought it was this sound? This sound? Like what else? This is like Creedy. 
Yeah, there was just a stretch where all the rock, all the Christian rock bands sounded like this. Yeah. What other bands? Tell me. Tell me, mom. You don't agree? This is I don't think, not your sense. Of I it? think I think there's vocal styles that are similar, but I don't have memory of like every Christian band sounded like this. I remember so hearing so many singers that sounded. How like How did this. you keep your faith during that trying time? I, she didn't. <laughs> it was a rocky period. <laughs> In my testimony, I talk about. <laughs> <laughs> my faith was te- for some people. It it's wavered. drugs or loss or a death. Right. For me, it was really annoying. It vocals. was guys who went because now DeGarmo and Key that sound is like almost charming by comparison especially now mm-hmm. but this oh, this really? sound will always be gross to me do mm-hmm. they they still perform and they have a different sound now DeGarmo and Key oh I don't know I don't he's think saying so. like that song compared to this oh, okay. that yeah. retro yeah better. the retro but again maybe that's just chronological snobbery again I don't know mm. so is Diana DeGarmo a good Christian artist or is she I don't a know heathen? It does sneak up on you. It's one of those songs you could hear on the radio. I don't think it... Oh, uh, If yeah. I heard that on the radio, I wouldn't think Christian band. It's one of those tricksy Christian songs. Yeah, you gotta songs. really listen. I was... A, a Christian song came on at the Dick Sporting Good I was at the other day. It was really weird. I was like, why is... Wait, this sounds like... And then the guy was like, and your grace covers me or something <laughs> like that. I was like, I hey. feel like it's Monkey Butler, but as a song, like you're kind of like... <laughs> I mean, yeah. I wasn't enjoying Sneaks that song, in. but I was like, I could see this as a song. Like, it has, like, a <laughs> structure. Music. I could s- <laughs> sing the chorus to you, yeah. which is good. Uh-huh. Monkey and- Butler is like a joke from Barry. And- <laughs> right? <laughs> oh, man. And then all of a sudden, it's like, oh, no, I'm not a spurn lover. I'm Jesus, and yeah. I'm trying to save you. <laughs> right, yeah. I mean, I guess it's supposed to be sort of sweet, like... Waiting on you. Whatever happened to the love, the love you had for me when you first came to me? Mm. Don't you know that I died for you? Little TB. Died so I could be with you forever. I died. And I'm waiting for you. There's this idea of the lyrics are nice, but it could be like the sound could be different and it could be. Mm, Maybe and then it would be a good song. Yeah, maybe it'd be a better song. There's have Andy Webb do it. Ooh, who's that? Why oh, do you run? Dubs. Why do you hide? It she should, makes it a clip. Yeah. Why do you run? Why do you hide? Like if it was, <laughs> like if it was more like a Faith Hill kind of sound, Faith like Ooh, okay, yeah, like yeah. a like a like a fun kind of mm-hmm. slightly country pop song. I like that. There's a song by Third Day called "I've Always Loved You," which to me is like the good version of this song. Oh, okay. Because it's again written from God's perspective, right? But the lyrics are pretty compassionate and not uh stalker very like this is stalker this is like guilty guilty mom like lyrics basically of like i noticed you have you have time for tv but maybe not time to talk to me you know yeah and then brings up like the most you know intense part like by the way i died for you so <laughs> this was submitted to us by sam thank you sam for thank the nomination you, thank you sam which is the worst song boycott hell or run uh i think this is worse Boycott Hell is fun in a campy way. Yeah, I can kind of enjoy it. It doesn't pretend to be a tricksy Christian song like this one is. It's pretty Um, upfront. And and this makes me feel like Jesus is a whiny little bitch, so I say this song. (laughs) Ben! 
this I edited out those other parts where we said the same thing. Ben! (laughs) Ben, too far. (laughs) I do go back and forth on using the B word for comedic purposes. Oh, no. I get you. Is it degrading at all to As long as you use uh, bastard just an equal amount of times. I'm not going to because it's not funny sounding. Bastard just sounds like <laughs> bitch uh, is just funny. It's funny. I know you. I think you make it fun. Like you're a person in my life where I'm like, yeah, it's funny because <laughs> you say it, not because you are. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Hey Nate. <laughs> <laughs> Our fifth Beatle is washing his dishes. He's doing his thing. <laughs> He's doing his thing. Okay, so you say boycott uh, hell is better. Uh, this song is worse. Yes. Okay. Do you agree? Yeah, you, I that's agree. That's what you said. Okay, yeah, I, yeah, I can't stand this. Now, sound. what are you going to do? I think you lyrically, gonna... it's fine. Yeah, I hate that sound. Uh, this, is a, this is a band from Portland, Oregon, which you wouldn't think Portland hearing them, but all manner of music can come out of Portland, it's cringy, I, suppose. I suppose. Are you going to yeah. potify us with this? Are you going to say that it sounds... Like, th- you're going to trick us and be like, I didn't like this song, but I love it. Are you going to trick us? <laughs> he does that sometimes, and I fall for it every time. It's fun. It's fun. No, I didn't like it. We're unanimously agreed. Mm, good. This is a wet uh, dish rag of a song. <laughs> this is... Uh, Mildewy. Yeah, it's like you pick it up and your fingers smell for like three hours. Yeah. It's like, ugh. <laughs> Why are you running? Yep. Why do you have... So... Run by Cutlass for this week. We've made you the champion. I made you a champion. Shouts out, <laughs> You know what? Maybe for the next episode, I'll just say two new songs because I don't, I don't know if I want to make it. Yeah, that's yeah. kind of hard. Maybe you can I'd do a you bracket fresh batch. thing. Yeah, fresh mm-hmm. batch. You mm-hmm. could bring. You could have a super round. You know, like you could be like these. We are the did top a March and... Madness uh, with worst christian songs oh great yeah the result was surprising it was shocking head over to our patreon if you want to find out you won't believe it (laughs) it it floored me (laughs) i lost my mind exclusively on patreon is there a song that was so bad that it lasted for a couple of episodes or on this show yeah yeah we had to like retire a couple mood rings we hung the jersey yeah yeah yeah. uh what was the other big controversial Well, send us some new Rex, little Christians. Tweet us at oh, they're always, whatever the tweet are always thing is. <laughs> yeah, please submit. I like that uh, that tone, too. <laughs> the unsure call to action is my favorite call to action. Uh, just reach tweet out. Tweet us at our handle. Uh, <laughs> oh, boy, but let's bring it down now. Let's bring it to a different kind of space. A more open kind of space, more honest and... Let's just do business. Let's do business with each other and with our listeners right now. So Ben, on other shows, even other shows that we've done together, we plug ourselves, we promote our projects and where people can find us on social media. We don't do that here. We lift them up. We lift up our social media handles and to, our projects. To the Lord. To the Lord. Mm-hmm. The Lord, our listeners. Let's get, let, give it to him. And while we're enjoying a secular culture. So Caroline, we start with you. Uh, you can lift me up at Caroline's Farts, uh, and uh, I am going to uh, echo your earlier prayer last week to please watch Nanette on... Uh, oh. It's not Ant-Man and the Wasp? <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you TV. Um, <laughs> uh, it, it was so good, and... Um, 
it's just wonderful. And it was one of those things, too, where I also just felt smarter after, which oh, I don't right. often feel smarter after a lot of entertainment <laughs> I've watched. Um, but it's, it was it went beyond a comedy special. It's this amazing kind of diatribe on her life and humanity and um, rights and all these things. It was, it was great. I think it's the first comedy special for which you can say, don't spoil it for anybody. Yeah, yeah. It is very astounding it is a word that came to mind. Like, it really rocked me. Uh, so I would lift that up. Wow, what a else. great recommendation. Yeah, yeah. Great. Right. It is great. Uh, you guys yeah. should definitely check it out. Mm-hmm. L- what oh, was so the language that you said? Uh, if you can lift up. Guy, guys. You, lift me up. Lift, you can lift me up. <laughs> lift me up. Lift me up by following me on Twitter. Yeah, <laughs> li- lift ben- you up on Twitter. At Benjamin JS. Send prayers Benjamin in, the, in likes and retweets, Send please. Send prayers and likes and Benjamin retweets. Benjamin is a great follow. Always cranking out that good content. Uh, it's a lot of stuff about I don't like Trump right now. That's so if, fine. If you, if you love Trump, then don't follow me on Twitter. <laughs> if you but love Trump. You know what? Uh, Do follow him. <laughs> just get a different perspective. Yeah. Uh, and I would like to lift up, I bet you already mentioned it before, but won't you be my neighbor? We talked about yes. that. It was really great. That's what a good oh. Christian man should be. Made me think of Jeff Sessions, how he should be, mm-hmm. because they both have a little bit of a drawl. But I was like, I would much, <laughs> much rather have this guy. Are all people with draws the same to you, Ben? <laughs> <laughs> and then, just for funsies, I would lift up Nailed It on Netflix, because yes. just fun to see people mess up recipes. And just so laugh good. at their failure. <laughs> just laugh in their face. That's I think that's so a hard funny. show to still feel compassionate and fun because it feels like it would tilt towards just mockery of everybody. But I feel like they do a really good job. It of is fun. That. Yeah, they do lift people up, and I think everyone that signs up for it knows that they're yeah, the signing up because they're in bad. On it. Yeah, they they never seem hurt by it or anything. Yeah, yeah nobody's yeah. ever crying. It's not it's not like Chopped where no, it's sometimes not they're important. like, I, my yeah. m- my wife has cancer and I need these ten thousand dollars <laughs> to save her, and then she's eliminated first. And then <laughs> <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> they don't That's do brutal. that. They're just like, we know we're bad at cooking. Uh, we're just yeah. gonna have some fun. Yeah. yeah. So lift up Neil. Guys. Everyone's Check it out. chill. Everyone's chill. Well, you can lift me up at Kevin T. Porter. I'm going to lift up a podcast. Whoa. A podcast that I think probably some listeners of this podcast were so kind and polite to recommend to me. It's a podcast called Truth's Table. Truth's Table. It's hosted by three women of color that are Christians, and they talk about bringing the truth, and they have a conversation at the table. And they're really good. And they're really interesting, fruitful conversations that I've really benefited from listening to. That's great. Uh, So if you're looking for more people of color or women of color to listen to on faith issues, check out Truth's Table. And I will say for people who uh, uh, are looking for more people of color and women of color to listen to and follow, uh, there is a great thread I was just struggling the other day, so I was just like, hey, can people uh, direct me to some? And my menchies just turned into an explosion of positivity for like 24 hours of people just tagging other people and lifting this person up and that person up. Uh, So check that out if you're looking for more and more resources like that. And you can lift us up at Christian Fun Pod on Twitter and Instagram, Facebook.com slash Christian Fun Pod. Or I think it's Facebook.com slash Good Christian Fun. It's one uh, of them. Yeah, you'll what find it. What is it, Ben? Look it up. 
Uh, I don't know what it is, but make sure to DM us. Alice, <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, I, I'm just on this episode, guys. You're part of it. it. But uh, um, I'm also the social beetle. media man, so I, I read all the tweets. Yeah, By the way, you're not good. No, you don't know our no, handles no. and you're our manager. But I love your content. <laughs> you're, and your enthusiasm. You put it out on some platform. Um, what's going on on Patreon this week? Maybe we'll take an old format and add a new twist to it. Yeah. This week on Patreon. Patreon. You can right. always go to patreon.com slash goodchristianfun to get another weekly episode of Good Christian Fun. We do fun stuff, weird stuff, a little off format, a little breaking the mold stuff that's going to blow your little dicks off. <laughs> You're going to cream your tiny little jeans. You're going to cream those teeny tiny skinny jeans. What? <laughs> what is happening? And you can leave us a review on iTunes slash <laughs> Apple Podcasts. And for every review you leave... We donate a dollar to charity. We pick a new charity every month. And this month's charity is kind. That's kids in need of defense. Yes. Oh. Yeah, they help uh, unaccompanied minors in the U.S. immigration system. So lawyers volunteer to help represent them in court. It's great. Check it out. Check it out. And listen to our Good Christian Fund Spotify playlist. Ben, thanks so much. Ben, thank for you. Thanks so much for having me, on guys. This show. Thank you. Thank you for prophesying this podcast almost half a decade ago. Thank you for ago. being a good Christian. <laughs> you're a good Christian man now. <laughs> And you're one of us, and thanks for running our socials. And there's nothing left to say, except for, and all of Pot's people said, Amen. (laughs) (laughs) We've never had a guest say it as a question. You know what? We listened to Joseph and the amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat, and he had a coat of many colors. Let's listen to another coat of many colors. This is Dolly Parton. With oh. Through the years I go wandering once again. Turn into a hit NBC movie, guys. Make sure to check it out. Are you doing their socials too? On NBC.com. <laughs> no, you're supposed to plug on. <laughs> on NBC.com. Find it. All right, we'll see you next week on the podcast. Goodbye. Bye, Christians. <laughs> And hello, atheists. <laughs> now it's your GCF turn. After now it's time for atheist GCF chat, guys. GCF midnight. So <laughs> the rags together. So in every piece we love, she made my coat of many colors that I was so proud of. Next week on GCF, we're watching the 2015 movie Spotlight, which you can find available for streaming on Netflix. That was a headgum podcast. <laughs>